Hello there, and thanks for joining me on the podcast. Education. Education is my topic. In fact, it's a passion that I have. Over the 50 years, I have taught elementary school, taught at the high school level, taught at the college and university level, and the graduate school level. I've consulted in many school systems. I have interacted with many, many teachers of students that I have seen in my clinical practice as a psychologist. I've attended school conferences. I've interviewed teachers. I've observed children in the classroom. I've observed teachers teach in the classroom. I've been in many different aspects of education. It's frustrating. It's frustrating to see a child that has just been passed on from one year to another very little teaching, very little learning has taken place. But he's just been passed on. And here he comes to the point of graduation from high school, and he's had virtually no education, still reading at the third grade level, still performing math at the third and fourth grade level. Sure, he's had problems, and sure, there's reasons for the non-learning. But schools are not addressing those. They're letting them just pass on, you know, to the next level. It's frustrating. You know, recently we uh, witnessed the strike at the Los Angeles uh, school system. Teachers went on a strike and demanded, obviously, what they usually do. More money and fewer hours and fewer students in the classroom. That's a typical strike profile. Well, after a period of time, they were able to obtain a contract that gave them a 6% raise over time and reduce the size of the classroom. Now, this reducing the size of the classroom may have some merit because uh, students do benefit from a smaller classroom. But students do not benefit from an increase in salary for the teachers. There's no evidence that when a teacher gets a better paycheck, a higher paycheck or an increase in the pay, that that teacher is a better teacher. There's no evidence of that whatsoever. So all you're doing is paying teachers at a higher level so that they will stay as a teacher in your, in your school. Or that you just settle a conflict, and that's how you settle it. You give them more money to it. You throw more jello on the wall and hope that it sticks and hope that something good comes from it. Well, nothing better comes from it anyway. So over the years, I have kind of thought, what in the world we could do with our school systems? And I'm glad that we have now moved into a charter school system. And that system is growing, and over the next 10 years, it's going to grow enormously greater. More and more students will be attending charter schools of various kinds, specialized programming, different hours, different quality of teaching, different style of teaching, different emphasis, different integration of subject matters, all different kind of approaches to teaching we're going to see in the charter school system of teaching. The public school system will decrease in its size. The private school system will increase in size and in number, as will charter schools. School vouchers will be greatly used in the future, much more than is currently the case. We need more of that, giving students a choice. They go to the schools that are good schools and avoid the schools that have bad reputations, either because of violence in the school or because teacher quality is not very good. So we need to have a system where students and parents
can choose the school that's best for their student and give that student the very best education possible within the community. Some students would be glad to ride a bus across town to go to a better school. Some parents would be happy to drive their kids across town to go to a better school for a better education. That's what we need to do. We need to open up the system and allow good schools to thrive and poor schools to close down. Good teachers to thrive. Poor teachers, bad teachers, ineffective, inappropriate teachers to re be removed from the classroom and from the school setting. Maybe they can do something else. Maybe they can do administrative work better than they can teaching in a classroom. So we need to have a new fresh look at our educational system. And I'm not so sure that I've seen this coming on the scene at the federal level. I don't think I've seen it in, the city, in our state level and certainly in our local level. Everybody's well intended. But the program or the intent or the plan is just not there. Now let me just say this, that our Constitution does not call for a federal department of education. That's a waste of money. It's a waste of resources. It's a waste of effort. If we're going to have a federal department of education, the role could be that of setting some general guidelines, some minimum standards that every school system must meet, just the minimum standards, and that's all. They don't need thousands of people in the Department of Education at the federal level being hired and doing administrative tasks. Return the school to the local. Return the school to the state. Return the, state, return the school to the local community and the local school board. Within every community you have very highly educated people who have very strong educational backgrounds and opinions and ways in which the school can be advanced and improved upon at the local level. Give the local government, the local citizenship, opportunity to run their own schools. Minimum standards can be set by the federals. Some other minimal standards can be set by the state level. But the day-to-day -day operations and policies and programs and procedures and so on, that's a local school issue. It needs to be handled by the local Department of Education, the local school board of a community. You know, I gave thought to this idea. What if I owned the school? What if I had a school? How would I run it? What would be some of the things that I would want to see in a school if I owned it? What would be some of the things I'd like to see in our public education? What would be some of the things I'd like to see in our charter school education? Well, here's some of the things that I just came up with. It's just a list that I sat down and just kind of drafted these ideas. <coughs> Excuse me. Number one, a school must be safe and secure. In other words, a school must have a budget to retrofit the doors and the windows and all the passageways of a school so that a school can be, first of all, safe. So students can feel safe, because we know that when, school, when students feel safe, they learn better. When students don't have anxiety about what might happen, they learn better. So that's one point. Number two is, I would like to see guns carried in the school by somebody. A teacher would have to apply for a 
carry permit. A principal would have to apply for a carry permit. But somewhere in the school system, somewhere in the school building, each day, there's at least one gun, maybe more, <clears throat> so that if there was ever a problem, at least somebody would be there to defend the children and protect the school property. So we don't need every teacher to carry a gun, but perhaps a two or three that would like to do that or are willing to do that or are qualified to do that. We have many teachers who are veterans who have carried guns all their life, have used guns all their life, are very knowledgeable and very comfortable with guns. No reason why they can't carry a gun in a public setting such as a school. Here's another one. <clears throat> Speech therapists, psychologists, occupational therapists, physical therapists need to be hired in school systems in large number. The school system of Naperville, Illinois is a model. They have many, many, many special education teachers and speech therapists and psychologists and occupational therapists and physical therapists working with these kids. We're going to see more of that with the drug kids coming onto the scene with all this marijuana and all this fetal alcohol syndrome and fetal drug syndrome that we're going to be seeing. More and more kids are going to be impaired and are going to need speech therapy, language therapy, psychological therapy, occupational therapy, movement and coordination and agility and physical therapy of balance and strengthening. In other words, we are seeing now and we're going to see even more children who have impairments, not, not necessarily mental retardation like we always thought, but these are just physical impairments, learning impairments, cognitive impairments that need to be addressed. And however many of these kind of teachers are now at this school, I would double it, <clears throat> if not more. A large number of such specialists working with our kids. First thing in the morning, starting at 7 o'clock in the morning. Kids come early for their therapy. At noon hour, after school, as well as during the school hours. In other words, these specialists have to be on target and be on task when kids are available for such therapy. So I would like to see a lot of specialists who can work with our kids. We're going to need it now when these drug kids are increasingly coming upon the scene in our public school system. I would like to see extra hours as an option. I'd like to see every school have an, a class of some type or a series of classes of some type starting at 2 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon and maybe going to 5 o'clock. Let our kids stay in school in the late afternoon and take some special classes in music and art and, and um, physical exercise and whatever a school could offer that particular community needs and the kids of that particular school might need and want to participate in. But provide some extra hours of education as options and let the kids have credit for it and perhaps they can graduate even sooner than they would otherwise. But even if there are no credit for it, at least provide an option of some specialized learning that any kid can have. These kids that are bright and advanced, they need opportunity to learn beyond what it has provided them in the day-to-day -day classroom situation. Parents will pay for that. 
Parents pay for babysitting. They'll pay for the educational opportunities if their kids, if the school offers it. <clears throat> I would like to see an extra year being offered in school systems. Grade 13, if you will. I'd like to see that as a work-study program. Student could, these students that are immature and have not fully developed, that they can go to school an extra year and work and have a work-study program so they can work part-time and go to school part-time and kind of finish off their education, go through some of the subjects that they still need to uh, master and do better in, <clears throat> and enhance their own learning. Grade 13 would be a nice opportunity. could be an option. could be provided for all. I'd like to see summer learning being an option. All school systems, all school buildings should be open during the summer, at least for a month or six weeks or whatever it might be offering educational options, offering all kinds of enhancement classes so that students have opportunity for ongoing learning, not just in math and music and history and social studies and those, although that could be, but in all kinds of opportunities of learning during the summer, enrichment, stretching the mind, if you will, classes in neurology, classes in first aid, classes in pre-nursing, you know, classes in typing, classes in business, classes in agriculture, and, you know, on and on and on you can go, giving some introduction to those fields so students would have opportunity to learn, improve their skills, learn what they'd like to do in going on to college, and then advance themselves. <clears throat> so summer is an opportunity for learning that we really need to exploit. I'd like to see online education in every school system. At least one half year of the high school, uh, four, year, four years of high school should be done online. At least one half year. It can be done from home. It can be done as part of a program at school. But let kids learn online. Because online learning will be a big thing in the future, as it has become already. And give students an opportunity to learn how to learn online. Because that's going to be part of their future. So let's make that part of the school system of giving credit from online education at least one half a year through the high school years. Might even include the junior high years. I'd like to see school systems have a policy where they start boys a little bit later than they start girls, at least a half a year at the kindergarten level. Or provide a enriched kindergarten class for boys before they start school. Boys' neurological system does not develop as rapidly as girls at the ages of four and five and six. So give boys an opportunity for some specialized development and let them start a little bit later their educational system, but make sure that while they're waiting they have opportunity for enrichment in physical development, mental development, emotional development, social development. And then I'd like to see a lot of pre-academic preschool. Pre-academic preschool. Using the Montessori system of education, schools could adopt the Montessori system of, edu of preschool education and make sure that students in that school system are ready to learn and ready for school when they hit the age in which they start school at five. <clears throat> and I'd like to see school teachers being required to have continuing education. 
not going to a meeting and then getting a credit for that. We're not just listening to some kind of lecture uh, and then getting credit for that, but actually setting up online and actual face-to-face -face continuing education like accountants have, psychologists have, doctors have, nurses have, physical therapists have, accountants have, and so on. Formal education of a continuing education type for educators, for school teachers. Let's educate our school system. Let's educate our school teachers. They'll do better. We Lots of research shows that when a professional engages in a, a continuing education program, that professional performs better in his profession, in his day-to-day -day work. <clears throat> so let's set up school tracks, educational tracks for teachers, and let's get them educated. Many don't have a formal education after they graduate from college. They just don't do it. But asking them to do that in a formalized way, because that's the only way they can maintain their employment, the only way they can maintain their, their uh, salary, is to have 20, 30, 40 hours of continuing education per year, or per two years, however that would be set up. <clears throat> and then another thing I would like to see, the tenure system changed. Teachers on tenure sit back and just enjoy their freedom because they can't be fired. Well, let's change that. Every five years, a teacher has to submit their credentials to show that they have maintained a continuing education program, that they've improved their, their teaching, that their teaching ratings by teachers, I mean by uh, students and by parents, have been positive and good, that the quality of their teaching in the classroom has been excellent, that the students progress in their classrooms, in their academic years. Let's see that teachers have standards, and if they meet those standards every five years, they can enjoy another five years of tenure. If they don't, they're given one year and they're out the door. One year of exit. So I think that we can do much better in our school system. We don't need to be political. We don't need to have classes and problems that kids may have that maybe less than 1% of the students in the school have. This transgender is one example of that. It's less than 1%. We're spending millions of dollars educating teachers on how to relate to and teach those kids. But we have up to 25% of the kids on drugs, but we're not requiring teachers to take drug education and learn how to help kids get off drugs and and stay off drugs and not use drugs. We have many, many kids who are autistic. We have many, many kids that have learning disabilities. Teachers aren't being taught that. Teachers aren't being required to go to educational programs for those kind of kids. Let's stop politicizing our after-school educational program for teachers or requiring them to watch movies and go to lectures. Let's do it on the basis of what the needs of that school are. And let's make sure our teachers in every school can meet the needs of the kids that go to that school. And if it's drug education, then let's provide that kind of drug education for teachers to have it. But let's deal with kids that are in large number having problems in the school system and stop politicizing it. Well, anyway, 
There's a lot of things we can do. There's a lot. This is only a few. There are many, many. You have ideas that you would like to see your educational system incorporate. Get going on it. Talk. Write letters. Talk to your board members of your school system. Talk to your superintendent. Talk to your teachers. Talk to principals. Introduce ideas. Advance ideas. And eventually, some of these ideas percolate upwards and become part of the system. But if we don't talk, we don't advocate, we don't advance these kind of ideas, our school system will continue to go downward. And when you look at the American education compared to education across the world, we are way down. We are down the list. We are not up on the top. Our educational system does not stand strong internationally. And then when you look at your own little community, there are schools that are good and there are schools that are awful. You need to do something about that at the community level. So there you are. That's uh, a problem. And those are some solutions. And those are some ways to approach the problems of the school system. Of course this takes money. Of course it takes time. But we need an attitude. We need an idea that will be incorporated into the school system long term so we can work towards it and develop schools with these kinds of changes and these kinds of programs that will address the needs of our kids as they come forward over the next 25 and 50 years. Nice to have you with me, and thanks very much for joining me on this podcast. Bye for now.